Hello there. You're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? new episode um today we are not doing a smooth stone because my entire planet got rocked spiritually so um let me give you some some keynotes and then we we will get rocking and rolling on this but my gosh my mind grapes have been totally blown away um so i don't even know where to begin like my thoughts are so sporadic right now so i can't stress enough how awesome it is to have people in your life that are at a higher level than you spiritually, so to speak, but more importantly, to surround yourself with people that are chasing after God. I've said this before. I think it's so important that the company you keep will dictate the quality and level of your walk, how far you'll go based on who's around you. And so I say that because last night, my wife and I um, had the privilege of going to dinner with some friends. Um, I would call them friends first, but they are part of our spiritual leadership at our church. They're part of leadership, not just spiritual leadership. They're, they're, they're totally part of leadership at our church. Um, and they're awesome, but they're, I, I, they're just really great people who I, whenever I see them, I'm always like, man, like, like that's to strive for them. Not like idolizing them by any stretch, but basically they're doing it right. And when you see a, a, a couple that's doing it right and they're serving God and they're firing in all cylinders, it's very motivating. Um, and amazingly, like we have, we've been so blessed to have a lot of those people in our life, but this couple specifically, I always just have been just, I don't know, drawn to. And they're amazing. So last night, we're having a conversation and we were talking about some stuff. Um, and I'll tell you the story I told them and what she told me, which has rocked me. Um, the I'm sorry. The This entire episode is about, um, I mean, fear of the Lord. There's no other way to say it. Like pride and what I would say, my convictions, my false convictions based on pride, that is the the general what we're going to be talking about. But I want to get to how that came about. Um, we're having dinner and they're, you know, we're kind of reliving some of my what less than glory days in the past and me, me my, my wife and what that's like, um, like how things came to pass and like the patience my wife has had in dealing with me on certain things. And so I've said this story before and I'll never say it again, but I've said this story before is that, um, so I used to enjoy vaping and edibles like THC, like gummies and, um, vaping. Um, there was a season I enjoyed it a lot. And then when my wife and I got married, it was very much more of a sleep, uh, uh, you know, use it to go to sleep type situation. I would vape before I go to bed. And this is something that I was not addicted to. This was not an addiction. This was an enjoyment. And I considered it more medicinal. Um, and that was kind of a lie that I was telling myself. I enjoyed how I felt on it, if I'm being 100% honest. And that's the whole point of this thing is I enjoyed how I felt on it, but it wasn't like I was out of control with it. I wasn't like, you know, again, in my own head, it was completely fine. 
to the point I wasn't shy about it. Like I had asked my pastors, I had asked my dad, uh, my my father-in-law, who I love, like other, like my my brother-in-law. I had asked people about this, and I'm like, I'm not having any conviction about it. Um, and I've asked the Lord for conviction, but I don't have any conviction. So I, until I get conviction, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know change my path on this. And what happened was. My wife hated it. She hated the fact that I was uh, using the substance or any substance. Um, she felt, and accurately so, that it was limiting what the Lord was going to do in our lives because, you know, I have this barrier between myself and her um, and myself and him. And I would just look at her. I'm like, stop being ridiculous. You know, this helps me sleep. I, I don't sleep very well. And it's been, you know, this is great. And so... It came to a point though where it like I would go to vape at night and she would just like like we would be next to each other cuddling and then I'd want to vape because we're gonna go to bed and she would roll over as far away in the bed as possible and we have a queen size bed so it's not like she can roll too far <laughs> but she tried as far as she could wait but it was like that I hated that feeling of like like why are you getting mad and so then one night the Lord just impressed on me it's like you know love your wife. Like I love the church and is this substance more important than the relationship you have with your wife? And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm putting this substance between myself and my wife. Like, like that's crazy talk, Daniel. And so I quit like from, I, that was the last time I've ever touched it. I haven't touched it again. Like in no way, shape or form do I want to offend my wife or hurt my wife or any of those things, especially something as silly as like, a, like, you know, a drug. A drug, like, like, what are you talking about? It's a drug. Um, so I put it down. I've never, I've never looked back at it. Um, never had a second thought about it. But what I took from that story was that I'm super awesome. That I, the Lord spoke to me about how I should love my wife, and I acted accordingly. Right, like that has been my takeaway. And. I'm telling that story last night to them. They never heard that. And uh, the, the the spouse, the wife of, of the couple that we were with, so brilliantly just looked at me and she was like, like, aren't you glad you're past that pride? Like your pride and your and your stubbornness? Like it's a real battle, huh? Like she didn't say it that way. So I, I apologize. That's not the inflection, but it was a very honest statement. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I, I once I saw I was hurting my wife, I totally, I corrected, I course corrected. I love my wife. Like there was no pride there, like anything else. And she's like, and then she made the brilliant statement that ruined, not ruined, but like, like, like infested my entire brain and has until this moment. She was like, no, it's why you can't trust your own convictions because they'll lead you astray. You thought you were doing something good and you weren't, you weren't obeying the Lord. Like you were trusting your convictions. And I was like I received it in that moment and I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of a cool idea. But I knew an atom bomb had just gone off in my brain. Like I knew it. And so the rest of the night we continued, but I could not get that thought of like, what do you mean? I didn't, I, I trust my convictions. Like those are my convictions. The Holy Spirit gave me my convictions. I'm trusting my convictions. And so we get home and we go to bed and it's still rattling around. Like, what do you mean? I, like, what do you mean? I can't trust my own convictions. Like, 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 like I hadn't heard that phrasing before. Although I've heard it a billion times. Like I've heard that phrasing a billion times. The book of Judges. I say it all the time. Like I did what was right in my own eyes. So I've heard that phrasing. I just haven't heard it said as in trusting your own convictions. So I get home and I wake up 
at like midnight and I'm just like wide awake. My wife would say it's because I had three cups of coffee at dinner. (laughs) I would say the Lord had to talk to me about something and he needed me alert. Um, So I was up at midnight and just processing it. And that's the thing about being an analytical mind, how I am. Like sometimes it's in my heart before it's in my head. And sometimes it's in my head before it's in my heart. And sometimes I need to, I need to straight, like, you know, connect those paths. And this message was in my heart. Like what she said was in my heart. I felt it in my heart. And I knew there was a problem in my heart um, that I needed to talk to the Lord about and just go to him with it. And so I'm there at midnight, just Lord, like what, uh, like what was going on? And then he just downloaded some correction, some course correction, some beautiful godly pruning that I am ecstatic about because it is literally changing my entire reality right now. Um, so when I started get back in, getting back into faith and getting back into the word, the Lord is really good about convicting me on a lot of the things I was doing in the world. Like really so awesome to convict me on this activity or this thought process or these things. He was so good to, to honor that when I was going astray, like I said before, and like my, my smooth stone of trust in the Lord, he was leaning, he was, he was, he was batting me back into direction. You know, I mean, he was guiding my path. Um, but what I did and this is the lie that I, I man, I, I, it's so obvious now, but I can't believe I never realized it, was I made an idol out of my conviction. Out of my convictions, I started trusting the, the severity of my conviction more than the word of God. Like I was leaning on how I felt about a situation versus what God says about it. Like, so when I was asking her father and her brother and my pastor about what I should do about marijuana, I let the value of my conviction dictate the value of their correction or their advice. Like meaning I based their vi- their advice was all based on the lens of how much I was convicted. So since I wasn't convicted, their advice had no weight. But if I am convicted, their, wi- their advice would have meant the world to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I was completely prideful this entire time on my convictions, like to that moment, to like this morning at 1 a.m., 12 o'clock, 1 a.m., this whole time. I'm like, I've been basing not on God's word, but on my conviction according to what I think is God's word. So like the the pebble of sand of knowledge I have in the vast ocean of sand, you know what I mean? Like the one grain of sand of knowledge that I have, which is, uh, even that's a stretch, is, you know, to say I even know that much about the kingdom of God would be a stretch. But because I had that one grain of sand and because the Lord was working with me in terms of convictions and corrections and being so awesome, I just took and ran with that as if my convictions were law. My convictions were the word of God. So if I was convicted, then absolutely that was God. But if I wasn't convicted, that was also God, which is mind-boggling incorrect like 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 dummy dumb dumberson dumbified to the i can't believe like you know what i mean like the log in my eye for this was so massive how i didn't see it and all it took was a simple question like you can't that's why you can't trust your own convictions and i've been like oh man you want to talk about convicted like repenting to the lord about that and then I took it to a step further. The Lord's like, oh, and you were using your wife as like a, a 
a shield to throw all your stuff against and then using her convictions. Like I would take, I would do things that I wasn't convicted about and throw it against my wife to see if she was convicted. And if she was convicted, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm not convicted, but you know, out of love for you as my wife, uh, let, let's, let's, you know, I'm going to love you because I'm honoring and obeying you. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like you hear like the pride, the arrogance, the absolute insanity of that statement of me and like the, like, like how I'm misabusing my wife. Like I'm literally the thing I swear I'd never do. I'm abusing my wife with my recklessness of my own, the lawlessness of my own convictions, like trusting in my own conviction. And then like, because I'm not convicted, I'm going to throw things at you like violence in movies. My wife was convicted about violence in movies and like that kind of stuff. And I was like, uh, this is, so, you're being so legalistic, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, but she was right. But I threw my lack of conviction against her proper, proper conviction. You know, like you are what you feed yourself. There's so much about that in the Bible. And she was acting properly, righteously. And I would just throw my lack of conviction against her and like, you know, make her feel bad about whatever. But then like, because I love you, we'll compromise. And it's like, what were you doing, Daniel? Even now, like I, oh my gosh, like, so I'm up all morning, just, I woke my wife up, woke show up and I asked for forgiveness and I explained to her what I was going through. I'm like, oh, the Lord is just beautifully polarizing me when it comes to my convictions. Like, who am I? Like I say it all the time, the book of Judges, and I'm like, I'm saying it. And then in the same breath, I'm oblivious to it. Like I'm oblivious to the irony of me saying doing what was right, doing what was right in their own eyes, while I'm a hundred million percent doing what's right in my own eyes. <sighs> like how? How did I like the, the this the craftiness of the devil to like not I mean who knows the, like to let me believe that my convictions were so absolute, they were so in tune with the Lord that I could trust them more than I could trust the Lord, like more than I could trust God. I was trusting my convictions. And so she was a million, billion, trillion percent correct. You cannot trust your own convictions. The book of Judges, they did what was right in their own eyes. It doesn't matter what I think is right or wrong. It's his word. It's his word. And so this morning I, I, I got up and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and this is how good God is though. Like, amazingly, I'm like, what is like, Lord, like I... Like, you need to expose this to me. Like, I need to understand this because I've been just so, so prideful in how I've been approaching your word and your walk, even though I'm reading it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the crazy part. It wasn't like I had I had any intent to be this way. I had no desire to be prideful about my own ideas. And I, had you asked me, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I, I think I'm honestly in, in, in chasing after the Lord. And I agree I am, but I was doing it poorly. I was doing it under the umbrella of pride, like a massive umbrella of pride, like of my own pride, of my own convictions and how I was reading through the Bible was based on my own convictions and like how I had responded to people, my wife, like, oh my gosh, so brutal. Amazing that, you know what I mean? Like amazing that that can't, like, I'm so happy that I've got it, but like, man, it hurt. It still hurts. Um, so... I'm reading through Job, right? And I, I, I said before, I love Job. And like, I'll be honest, like the, all the middle section of Job gets kind of redundant. 
like like the beginning part of Job, like God talking and everything else, and like the first parts of the arguments of Job. Then the very end when Elihu comes in and like really gives it to Job, and then God speaks, which is like my favorite part of the entire book of Job, and then the finish of Job. But the middle part of Job, I'll be honest, is kind of kind of like a monotonous back and forth banter about Job defense and accusation, defense and accusation, but the three friends, which is I still think it's awesome. Like don't get me wrong, but like I will I will I will not read it as intently. And and yesterday, ironically enough, I was reading it, and Job twenty eight uh, twenty eight twenty eight. So it's really easy to remember. Is the final phrase is behold the fear of the Lord that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. And so there's like knowledge and application of knowledge. Um, and I was that was in my brain yesterday, like knowledge, wisdom, like the term wisdom there. If you look up the Hebrew word or the, the Greek word, uh, it's mostly attributed to Solomon because, you know, gosh, he was the wisest. You know what I mean? People came from everywhere to be in his presence in his court. And then if you look up understanding, it's mostly you see it exemplified by Daniel who has given God's wisdom and understanding and, and like prophecy and, and application. So you see, not that, not that either of them wasn't wise and, and understanding, but I'm just saying the, the, the extreme examples of it, they use, they mostly point for wisdom is Solomon and for um, understanding is Daniel. Um, Cause Daniel was flawless in his application of the wisdom he was given. Again, he's one of the guys in the Bible that is without, without fault. You know, like, I think it's like Joseph, Joseph, I think Daniel and Joseph are going to. I don't know. Anyway, that's not a hero there. So that's what I was reading yesterday. I'm like, oh my gosh. And that reminded me like, like so much of my prayer life for the past six months to a year has been about wisdom. And, and I always define wisdom as seeking God, seeking God in every situation, like seeking God's will in every situation. I'd heard that said somewhere and I thought that was really clever. And I thought that was really poignant of like, wow, what a beautiful thing to be always seeking God's will in every situation. Right. And then I'm reading this and it's like, I've read so many times, like, like fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is wisdom. Like, like I, I, and then I had this, so this morning, and I, I'm sorry if my story scattered and I apologize, but like, that's how it's hitting me again is this morning. I, I, I turn on a, a, a message from a, a church that I really enjoy. And the message was the awe of God. And it's John Bevere preaching. And I'm a real big fan of John Bevere. Like the book, The Bait of Satan, he wrote that our church went through in small group. And that was just like all about offense and being offended. And I just thought it was a brilliant book. And I, it really was one of those game changers for me in my walk about how I was. And to this day, I still go back to that book. And so I'm a big fan of John Bevere. That's a long wind of saying that. Um, and he just gives this sermon dude oh my gosh like a face melter about the fear of the lord and how we don't have it and what it looks like and everything else and i'm just being pulverized by the holy spirit in the best way hearing this message because it just lined up and that's how good god is like god gave me this amazing revelation from the most innocent of words spoken by someone who i truly care about consider a friend but also a spiritual leader and the words spoken were so out of just kindness and 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 joy there was no there was no ill intent it was a beautifully spoken word but because it was spoken it was spoken it hit me in all the right places and it just ignited 
in me questions about my faith and where I was, duly so though, like corrective, like, like for the right reasons. And then I, that day I was reading about fear of the Lord and departing from evil. So fear and application, like wisdom and application, fear and understanding. And then we have this dinner and then I'm up all night and the Lord's just exposing my pride, my arrogance, the, the vanity of thinking that my convictions in any way, shape, or form are in comparison to his ways. Like, like, like the, the thought of that, or I'm saying it out loud, it's, it's laughable that I even gave that a place at the table, but I totally did. Hook, line, and sinker, I was convinced my convictions were on my team. And, and, and they were for a moment, but once I made them an idol, that was it, dude. They, that was it, man. They were null and void. Like the second they replaced his word, they were an idol. And I was in idolatry of my own prideful self. Like, oh my gosh. And then to, to, to have that, you know, Job 28, 28, after I had to reread it, because I'm like, I should probably reread Job, like the middle section again, because there's some great stuff in there, you know? And then reading Job 20, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that scripture. And I don't know if you've ever do that. Like I do that where I'll read a scripture and then I'll forget how good it is. And then I'll go back and I'm probably at a better place spiritually. And I'm like, oh my, that's a, that's a mic drop scripture. Like, and so then, then to wake up after a night of just, just pleading with the Lord for forgiveness, pleading with the Lord for right standing, pleading with the Lord for direction, which is what my main focus was. I'm like, all right, Lord, like, how do I move forward from this? Like, like, how do I need to move forward in my walk? Like, cause clearly I've been going about it the wrong way. Like not my intent wasn't wrong, but my application, my theology, my, my trust was totally wrong. So how do I correct that Lord? Like, like, like I, I want to get back on the right standing with you. I want to get back on the path with you. Like I want to be in a place where your word is, is absolute. Your word is it, not me. Like less of me, all of you, like none of me, all of you. Like, like, please, Lord, show me that. And the first thing I played this morning was that message. And like, it was like God was so good in that moment just to say, fear of the Lord. Everything I want spiritually begins with fear of the Lord. Like, I want his proximity. I want his intimacy. I want the Jehovah Jireh. I want all the things that the Lord has for me. But that all begins with the fear of the Lord and not being scared. So people who don't know fear of the Lord, like, like this is not a scary, like I'm scared of the Lord. No, I'm terrified of, of not being in his presence. I'm terrified of not living according to his will. I'm terrified of living in sin before him. Lawlessness, you know, against his will, like, I, I, like willfully doing that or un, like unknowingly, like that terrifies me because I mean if if he is who he says he is like you know what I mean like if, if you can believe the first words of the Bible like in the beginning God created like if you can believe that well then then he is who he says he is he's gonna do what he says he's gonna do he's gonna like the things that he like you know what I mean like it, oh my gosh and to be on the wrong side of that to be outside of that to not be surrounded by his grace and his presence and his mercy and it's not and it's not loving God for what he can do for me, but loving God for who he is. Like that's, I, I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, like the fear of the Lord is where I've been lacking. I've been pursuing the Lord without fear. Like that's what I've been doing. And it's been 
earth-shattering today, like just earth-shattering spiritually to know I've been doing that. Like, oh my gosh, I've been pursuing the Lord without fear. Without the fear of, like, like without the awe, without the veneration of God. I've been pursuing him, which means I haven't been pursuing him. I've been pursuing what I want for him. I've been pursuing postcard versions of it, but none of that was pursuing him, venerating him, being just so much more than reverence, so much more than worship, so much more than 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 any of that, like just on every single level, like pursuing him, the person that is him. I haven't been because I haven't had fear of the Lord. I haven't been acknowledging that, aware of that. And it is like changing everything I've been talking about, about what, what, like, you know, like something's not right here. Something's off here or something like, you know what I mean? Like he felt an uneasiness. And so like, you know, not, not, this is not a whatever brag, but my wife and I decided to start this year um, in a fast, fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer, like spending a lot more time with the Lord, quiet time, private time, reading time of the Lord. And then I've selected to not have any food. Um, that doesn't mean I'm just doing like water. This isn't like one of them. I'm, I'm just liquids, liquids. And so fasting food, any solid food, um, you know, and being in the word. And like, I, I can tell you, it's, it's been a game changer. Like, I love it. But here it is. Like, I'm going to tell you the day. It, it, today is today. It, it is January 27th. And so like in the 11th hour of this fast, like the Lord just absolutely blows open my walk, blows it, exposes it, the pride in it, exposes the, the, where I was just convinced I was right on things like the, like the, the arrogance to tell people how good of a husband I am because I cared about my wife so much that I stopped doing weed. Who says that? Who says that? I said it repeatedly. Like, who says, because I'm not convicted, I'm not going to change my ways? I did. Who has the audacity to tell the Lord that because I'm not convicted, then I'm not going to follow what you've put in your word? I need to be convicted first to follow you. Who says that? This guy. I said it repeatedly over and over again. And I say that all to say that will not happen moving forward. My convictions are useless in the presence of God. My opinion is useless in the presence of God, meaning like my opinion of myself, my opinion of what I believe is right or wrong. My North Star is useless without God. And I am so blown away by the lack of awareness I had on that. But more importantly, like, I am ecstatic that the Lord was so good to show that to me and to just say, here, fear me, like fear of the Lord, like venerate me. Worse, like, like that is what you've been missing, Daniel. In your entire walk, all your goals, that was the part that you weren't putting first. My, my proper place, you weren't putting me in my proper place. And that has been just walk altering. You know what I mean? Like I can't even 
compute and tell you guys what my brain is thinking and spirit is feeling like the fire in my soul to 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 get back and and learn and study and, and figure out all right lord fear fear of the lord I, I have a whole new path in my reading i have a whole new desire for knowledge because it has to stem from that you know like before i was i was really focusing on faith and i, I think that's important like you know like let's not get out of balance but like like the but if not the 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 trust in the lord like I, even proverbs 3 5 and 6 the second line trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding my convictions were my own understanding i'm like i'm not even obeying the 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 the, the smooth stone that i gave myself like my gosh uh, bro daniel get it together bro like oh i am so happy that what a blessed dinner what a blessed conversation and that only happens because we're in around i'm around people that we talk about god that we talk about the lord what the lord's doing like like this conversation would have never happened if i wasn't in a with people that wanted to know about god in my life or vice versa or you know i mean we weren't talking about the things god are doing and God being so good and so much better just absolutely opened this up to me, absolutely exposed this to me, and I could not be happier. I could not be happier. I could not be more just, oh my gosh, I ah, I can't wait to see what comes from this, and I can't wait to start to diving into the Lord and putting this place. So... I don't know if anybody else is doing what I've done or, or, or fear of the Lord. That's not a concept or anything else. But man, like it is now my focus. It is now my singular focus to get that correct and to give him his proper place and to like just reckless obedience, reckless worship, like all those things, man. Those are just so that's 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 it. There's a laser focus on him and I'm so happy I got it. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. And I'm sorry if I rambled, but that's the way it goes. All right. Bye. You have been listening to a Sub Church podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't. <laughs> <laughs>